So, it is the Games Beat Decides podcast day something at E3. Uh, we are, I mean, honestly, E3's over, right? Almost. They, nothing happens in the last day. Uh, God, I, I'm leaving early for my plane ride anyways. I'm barely doing anything tomorrow. Um, yeah, so we'll have, we have one more day uh, where, um, yeah, basically you think about traveling. That's what you do on the last day of E3. Uh, so, it's the home stretch. We've seen everything yeah. today. We've, we've done our things. Uh, anything sticking out to you guys? Have you guys decided what this is the E3 of? It's not the E3 of much of anything, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a really good E3, I thought. I thought I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the, the what is it the E3 of thing is always kind of silly. Especially just oh, us yeah. saying, like, a lot of games have bow and arrows this year. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a bizarre resurgence of zombie games. Like, you see zombies walking around the hall. You're like, which, which game are you right. promoting? <laughs> is it Dying Light 2, Resident Evil 2? Is, uh... Days Gone or Walking Dead? <coughs> and Both Walking Deads. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And the answer was, I think, Dying Light it was 2. Dying Light 2. Oh, or really? those ones. Yeah. There are other zombies. I think I saw a Plants vs. Zombie zombie, too. So, <laughs> oh so there you go. Um, zombies. Yeah, that is the one thing. You always got to figure out which zombie game they're from. Guess um, yeah. I mean, it's, the series coming back to life. Yes. <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of an E3 of doubling down, I guess. Everybody's sort of entrenched and sort of doing their thing. Right. And everyone, I think everyone's starting to figure out E3, like what it means for them, like, like as a company, like, uh, I mean, Take-Two didn't even have a booth because they have a Rockstar game coming out. And so, a nice party. Yeah, they had a nice party. It was pleasant. But they, what do they need a booth booth for? Everyone's yeah. just going to buy Rockstar games anyhow, um, which, you know, it will well, probably Well, it's great like they even have booth space. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure they're saving it for years where they feel like they do need it. Um, but, because once you like it, if you give that up, you can't get it back. Oh, so really? you, have to, you have to get it every year. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I don't know, I, I, at first I was thinking it was the year of maybe, like, interesting traversal, like, you know, Spider-Man and Anthem and, uh, and Dying Light, but honestly, after those games, there wasn't too much that was like, oh, we're gonna get you up off the ground all the time. Yeah. Or he's kind of like that, but I mean, I don't know. Right, I, yeah. But I, I mean, mean, that's just a lot of games, yeah, I don't know, it's like, you, you can't, you, you could try to force something here, but... Right, exactly. And I don't think we will do that, because I don't think there's really... Yeah. Much to much to force, much to work. It's the E three of me. Oh no! It's for me. No, it's good. No, it's bad. Why? What about the rest of you? Well, it's good for me. <laughs> Hooray! I like everything. <coughs> um, Something that I thought was interesting was there wasn't a lot of VR in the press conferences beforehand. No. But when I went to Indiecade, twenty five percent of those games were VR. You see more VR at Indie stuff than you yeah. do at the AAA stuff right yeah. now. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it takes up so much space. And you know, it's not. It is going to create a line, but it's not going to like drive it a lot of like press in or anything yeah. like that. So it's yeah. I don't know. I get why big companies don't do it. Although Sony in the back of their VD arcade thing did have all of theirs lined up against the back wall, just like they have for the last two yeah. years. So I didn't even see a lot of people playing Beat Saber on PSVR though, which I was surprised. Like you know, I feel it's like kind the of a quantity, so, right? I mean, but everyone loves that game. But it's, it's out so though, right? Good. I mean, I guess I guess people don't have VR, so they still want to try it. I mean, they don't have it. a rift, right? Right, yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> I was surprised because I was very excited. I've been very excited about all the new VR stuff coming out. It's been it's been getting interesting, I think. Again, yeah, I think so. Which is cool. I mean, yeah. Beat Saber's very neat. You think so? Beat Saber. Yeah. You should try it. VR. What? <laughs> he, he does. It's a defense mechanism, so he doesn't have to like things that he might spend money on. I spend money on a lot of things I like. Yeah, I know. And so you're trying to like avoid yeah. liking more things. Yeah, you're cutting. The, it's cutting into your amiibo fund. Yeah. <laughs> I, you can't see the Ridley amiibo. It's pretty sick. <sighs> yeah. Um. I don't know. So I mean, we saw some stuff today. Um. But I, I mean, I guess we can get into that pretty soon. But anything else? Like you guys like. I mean, I wrote this thing today about Sony and Fortnite because that, yeah, that kind of felt like a big It's interesting, thing. but it's almost not really an E3 story per se. It's no, happening during E3. No, the only reason I think it's an E3 story is because I think it is overshadowing whatever's it happening is a little E3, bit, yeah. especially for Sony. Like, it's what people are talking about instead of talking about their games. Right. It's just so funny how cynical these things are with, like... Sony, like, when when they're, like, not doing that great, they're very likable, and they, like, are right. going, bending over backwards, Boy, like, it seemed like a consumer-friendly thing. It seemed like it happened really fast this time. Yeah. This so, one, yeah. As soon as, like, they're on top, like, oh, no. Let's explain it real quick, just in case people don't know. Um, uh, Fortnite came out to, on the Switch on Monday, um, or Tuesday. It was Tuesday morning. It hit, it hit the Switch for the first time, and so for the first time, a lot of people were 
going to play it on a different system than the PlayStation 4 where they may have started it. And if you do that, what happens is you'll see you cannot sign in with your Epic account on this system. Uh, there's nothing Epic can do about this. It's basically what the air message says. What that means is Sony is blocking your Epic account from, uh, from shifting from PlayStation to Nintendo or Xbox. It doesn't care if you take it to the PC, doesn't care if you take it to mobile. But if you try to use it on another console, there's absolutely no justification for it anymore, right? They can't even pretend to be like they're protecting people. It's just very, because it just is very obviously we don't want <coughs> to, like, promote you playing video games on other systems. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, they can maybe pretend like, oh, oh, Sony got hacked that, that really bad that one time, so uh, that happened to us. But it's like, everyone knows that's not a, a critical, vulnerable vector of attack for hackers. Yeah. No one's going through the Xbox to get to the PlayStation. Like, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, so it's all it's all horseshit, and they know it. They absolutely know it. Um, and big Sony fans, like I mean, you know, Greg Miller was a Sony guy first at, at IGN. Now he still runs his like own uh, PlayStation podcast for for kind of funny. And he came out. He's like, this is absurd. And I'm thinking about playing Fortnite on Xbox uh, at first, and then Switch when I want to play it on the go because I don't want to deal with this. And his thing got like twenty thousand. Yeah, that's a pretty big voice. Ten thousand retweets. It's like a huge thing. Uh, and apparently Sean Layden came out and liked that tweet. Really? Yeah. And it's like, okay, what's that mean? It's like, who's he being cheeky? Right. Like, I mean, probably because they don't want to come out and say anything yeah. specific. Like, who? Yeah, who is? Who is this, the, the the people who are like real steadfast? Because you know there must be people in that company yelling at them, like just let them do it, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna bite us. Right. I mean, so there's gonna be stakeholders that come into meetings and say, uh, well, I mean, if we prevent people from going to those systems, we're gonna you know prevent loss that you know happens when people move from one system to the other and we'll keep making more money and it keeps people wanting to stay in this ecosystem and it's like okay yeah but also you look like chachas yeah. like you like you look like douchebags like, this you is know, a really well, bad well, to the internet age like right i don't know it just seems bizarre that yeah, they, so like it, these lessons are never learned right and it, like we were saying it happened really fast like they were right in 2013 we came out and it's like hey uh, sony is the good guys they're do they're undoing anything that I, microsoft might be trying to like push through and, and, and like you know, and like trying to end uh, used game sales and stuff like right, that. Yeah. So he's like, no, we're gonna let you, you know, lend games to your friends. You're still gonna be able to run stuff. That's us. We're all for it. And now it's like oh, five years later, before the next systems launch, it does feel like we've had a role reversal. Even if it's even if the the tides haven't completely turned in any, you know, tangible way in terms of sales or even perception, it's it, it feels like it's starting to. Right. And it's kind of, I mean, yeah, Microsoft's already real fast to capitalize on it, right? right. Like, you know, very cheeky. So, like, here's how you can play on both systems. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Major Nelson came out on Twitter and did that thing, and it's like, yeah, that, that's very reminiscent of what Sony did. It's exactly what Sony did with here's how you share games on PlayStation 4. It's the exact same thing. These rules just reverse. For some, like, as soon as one of these companies, like, it becomes, like, it's just between those two, really. Like, it sounds like a different equation. They have their own cycle being up and down. Mm -hmm. but, like, these two, do, they do this weird dance, and, like, the one is up, and, like, then, like, they start being stupid. The other one, like, kind of be like, see, gamers, they don't get you, but we do. And then, like, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to give them our money. And then they do better. And then they're like, well, we don't really need to, like, tease you. Because you're like us anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll get a second job. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, th nothing was ever better than launching PlayStation 3, Sony. Look, Ken, that was Ken Kutaragi was a, a one-of-a-kind, quote, machine. It was, oh it was Ken Kutaragi, God. I think was the right, yeah. And his stuff like that, like get a second job to afford a PlayStation Three. Okay, yeah, that is some primo yeah, executives putting their like foot in their mouth. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's not going to get worse than that. But it is strange that they just don't seem to learn these lessons in any in any permanent way. And it feels like, hey, Microsoft, maybe here's your chance to do this in a long term permanent way, and that could you know that that could prove things over a course of time instead of just capitalizing on this one moment of weakness, which would be you know less cool. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does feel like this is overshadowing things for Sony. And we, we were saying that this is this was Sony's victory lap when we were there on oh uh, god, their party Monday night, their, show, their whole show, and their it was such a it was a beautiful display of excess. And I don't mean that to sound cynical as it is. I, I, I'm kind of all for that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah I'm Mr. Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was loving it, but it was definitely a victory lap. And it was a deserved one, to be fair. Yeah, I mean they they got they got that that to this position for a lot of reasons. Usually it's you know, lately it's been, their games have been... Right, and I say something, I think it would be a big shame if they just 
suddenly kind of throw it all away on nothing but like huber, you know, hubris and hubris, yeah, hubris. I always get the word wrong. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, epitome of uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I kind of. Uh, I think it makes things interesting when they are this when they have this kind of hubris going when they make in their decision making, um, but yeah, it's a bad look and it, it's definitely overshadowing this victory lap. Anyways, let's let's talk about some of the games we saw. I think so. Um, why don't you start, Mike? Sure. Yeah. I uh, first big thing I saw is the Resident Evil Two remake, which um, did you guys play Resident Evil Two? Like the original Resident yeah. Evil Two? Yeah, I played yeah. it here and there. I, I never played it as much yeah. as I played like the remake on GameCube. That's that was a port, not a remake. Well, it's called Resident Evil Remake. Well, Resident Evil 1 Remake, you mean? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, well, I'm asking that about two specific. That wasn't a port. But it was no, a, that was a remake, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I asked you if you played Resident Evil 2, Jeff. And, and I said I never played it as much as I played that. That was, that was my answer. We're fighting. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what people come you, to see. You fought, like, with everybody. I did. I fought with you. I fight with Anthony right now because he's trying to insist that Smash Brothers isn't, like, a sales driver for Nintendo. What? It's ridiculous. I thought everyone. I need to get rid of the show next week so I can yell at him. Yeah, totally. And we have to explain like, to him about his opinions about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm over that. I get it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not over it. Man, me neither. <laughs> but we can, we can get, we will bring those up when we're yelling about how yeah. wrong he is about yeah. Smash Bros. Are we frozen or is that just your screen? I just paused this because we don't need the video going. Oh, this, okay. I just wanted to see the chat. My bad. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Um, first off, they're. Capcom's booth is maybe the best booth of the show. Yeah, they're the ones doing the theatrics on the show floor. Yeah, because they have, like, they, they've, like, recreated the police station. And even, like, when I could only play a little bit of Resident Evil 2 because I'm a coward, I thought that that was a really cool setting, mm -hmm. right? Like, just kind of, like, a police station in the midst of, like, a town succumbing to a zombie attack. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was cool, and yeah. It's funny, because, like, before I went to go play it, they're like, do you want to go through our ha haunted house experience? And I was like, no. I really don't. But, uh, and I was even, like, like, when I did the Fop uh, Fopis, the uh, Resident Evil 7 demo a couple years ago, right, like, the VR thing. Oh, those, VR. Those PR people had to, like, pat me on the back and tell me when, like, oh, they were yeah. like, now we promise we're, we're going to tell you something's going to jump out and scare you. That's how bad I am with these things. Yeah, that's well, how I was during that uh, that one PlayStation one that was on rails where you were sitting in the, the minecart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but horror VR is like very intense. Right. Like, so I, I, yeah, I don't usually do. But some people record. people swear by it for Resident Evil Seven. Like people are like, that's yeah. how you have to play it. And you have to play it alone in the dark in your home. Yeah. And I'm like, no, oh, thank you. <laughs> I like my heart to continue to beat. Yeah. So, but you like. But, this. but it was so good that I was like. Now, if what there weren't at least in the demo, there weren't jump scares. It was just creepy right. and like atmospheric, and it's so funny how cyclical these kind of games are. Where like all this stuff that like Resident Evil had to run away from with Resident Evil Four, right. like the like the limited resources and like the grabbing the gem key to put it to the goddess statue mm -hmm. and all stuff feels so refreshingly nice <laughs> right now. I'm like, oh, this is so pleasant. You got it, you know. I never realized it, but like those original Resident Evil games, they're all third adventure games in a lot of right. ways. You're solving puzzles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is what it's, and a lot of them are literally inventory puzzles. Uh, it's like you got a picture, go develop it in the dark room so you can find the clue. <laughs> and like it's literally inventory puzzles. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is cool. And it like looks really good. This is like Capcom's graphically best game ever. Mm -hmm. It is stunning. And Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 was already and this real. Is that, the, this is that engine, but the yeah. lighting, like, I think this because the setting is so cool, yeah. and the lighting, it's, uh, like, the character models even look really well done. Mm. Somehow, it is cool, because, like, it, it is faithful. As far as I know, I'm not, like, a Resident Evil 2 diehard. Right. But it seems pretty faithful, and it's cool that it, it, it gets rid of some, a lot of the annoying things about those games that we don't want back, like tank controls, right? It's just more analog controls. Um, like, you still save it at temporary, but you don't need the ink cartridge. Right, okay. Um, yeah, it, you know, there's no fixed camera that kind of helps you aim, since you can actually now, you know, aim down the sights and stuff like that. But it's still cool, like, it's so nice with these games, when, like, a zombie comes at you, you don't just mow it down, it's like, oh, I only have this much ammo, like, I better make sure I only hit headshots, 
and then you like miss one, then you like oh, you like panic, and it's like coming closer to you, you start panicking more. It's did, like so fun. Did you like shoot off the limbs? Because I saw that a uh, gif of that today. And I was always like, going for the head. So. so so people were like shooting the arm, and they shot it a couple times, and then it started swinging like really awkwardly, and then they, they just stopped and it just like fell off, nice. and then they shot the legs, and it kept coming. It was like all right, that's pretty. Busy. How much I enjoyed this has been my big surprise of this show. Okay, like huh. like I, like you know when it was being announced, like oh cool, the remake of Resident Evil too. I don't you know. Like I said, I was only I played it, but it wasn't my thing back then. I'm playing this like, man, I'm into this now. Huh. Like this is like a this is like a really cool game for right now. It's funny, yeah. Again, it's funny how so much of that stuff is nice now. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. How about you, Stephanie? What have you been playing today? Uh, I played a bunch of stuff at Indie Cave, the Indie Cave booth. That was really great. I played this uh, the newest VR game from Ink Stories. They did like Blindfold and 1979 Revolution Black Friday. But it's this game called Fire Escape, where you're basically a dude or a lady hanging out <laughs> on a fire escape, and you're basically like a it's like you're like a voyeur, but like a nice voyeur. But you're like looking at this apartment building. Like the defense has never worked for me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you like you're basically kind of watching like this drama play out in front of you, like in a New York apartment building, okay. and you can zoom in. So like what we've been doing all week with well, the apartments exactly. across. With the, with the My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone on the podcast yeah. knows that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a recurring thing now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in joke. Yeah, we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> you only communicate in like emojis, though. Like I played on the Lenovo Mirage, so you can just like swipe on the touchpad, and huh. there's like like just minor atmospheric stuff that really sets it up. Like it's the night of the blood moon. And it starts with like okay. a radio DJ being like, a lot of people think that stuff is going to go wrong. And then like, you know, some, like a, a murder, a murder happens, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, like a cool little short VR experience. Okay. There's like a lot of VR at, at the IndieCade booth, which I thought was really cool. You, what, what were they playing on? Mostly HTC Vive? Mostly Vive, yeah. yeah. Seems I mean, like with the lead platform for yeah, VR developers. Yeah. I think so. Uh, though I do personally prefer the Oculus Touch but you know have you tried the new Vive touch ones of the equivalents because I, I haven't, haven't. I, don't, yeah. I don't I guess they must not be out yet yeah, yeah okay. I'm not sure but yeah I don't know it might just be because those were like baby's first VR controllers you know so like I just got used to them okay. yeah. but um, yeah so I don't know was, there's was a lot of great stuff at mm-hmm. anything else that stood, stood out or uh, there's one called VR screensavers which just literally, literally lets you like explore old like Windows 95 like the flying toasters <laughs> Wait, or like the the, 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 the 3D maze one? Yeah, like the 3D maze. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I've always the, wanted to do that. Yeah, the pipes, you know, the <coughs> oh Starfield. I didn't see the toasters, but... Yeah, I remember the toasters? I do remember oh, yeah. the, I remember toasters. the flying toasters, for sure. Instead yeah. of a Starfield, it was the flying toasters. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, totally. We loved it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would prefer the 3D maze. You do that while you install all five discs of King's Quest Six. It's good times. So wait, will you just explore these things? Is that, is that what the game is? Yeah, it's not like, it's just more of, it's not like a walking simulator. I guess it's like a floating simulator. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's yeah. a screensaver simulator. Yeah, it's a simulator. Just wanted to say, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, pretty good fun. stuff. Yeah, I guess that studio has been doing a bunch of like location-based stuff. And they work with like art galleries. Have you done any of that VR stuff? Because he did the Star Wars The Void one. Oh, yeah. That's fine. And he had a really good time with his family doing that. That's the application. No, I like that. Yeah. VR and AR. It's the yeah, like, VR vibe. Except for like when you get to do it like at a theme park. Yeah, it's yeah. way more fun there. Yeah, a lot of people are big believers in like the location-based. Yeah, I mean, VR. I think it, it is inevitable. It, it makes way too much sense. It's like... You could cheaply, yeah. like, just create a whole ex- new experience with like an AR goggles over people's eyes, uh, and instead of having to like make all these, you know, fabricate all these plastic or you know machine metal uh-huh. uh, things, you just you know put something new into the computer, uh-huh. and now that same space is a completely different thing. So the thing for me though is I don't like not knowing what's in my surroundings. You know, yeah. while I have a headset on, I already get a little nervous when I'm at home. You know, I don't know if, like, something's going to startle well, me. But it's better, because, like, at least in the void, because, like, yeah. they make sure everything is one-to-one. So, like, if there's a chair in the VR thing, there is a chair there. No, like, I, mean, I mean, like, a person. Like, I don't want someone to, like, attack me. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, if you're going through the... So, my understanding is with the void is yeah. when, when, like, there's four people going through, they are the only people in that space. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. how do you know that? Well, yeah, true. You can't see. You can't confirm. Yeah, oh, is this, you have trust issues with that. What this is about? <laughs> yeah, but like I, I feel that way about haunted houses too. But I guess I don't. But haunted houses are supposed to scare you. This yeah. is Disney's trying to get you not to sue them. Yeah. yeah. 
That's their game. <laughs> that, that's they're really good at it. Yeah. 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 I think the trust thing though, it is something to consider with the head mounted displays because you just can't see your surroundings. Like someone but I think that's why breaking AR into works. my house. Yeah, I think that's why AR is gonna right. be a thing. So yeah. I think with AR it's going to be uh, you're not gonna be putting a whole world around you. You're gonna be putting like one virtual character in your world and they'll be they'll actually be sitting in that couch right next to you. Yeah. And so you'll still be able to see your, your front door and you'll be like playing games with them. But most of your vision is still going to be the real world. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's yeah. that's probably. I mean, that's definitely happening already with some things, uh, but it's just going to keep getting better, and that's going to be what we experience. Yeah. Most of the time. I think the challenge with AR or AR games specifically, because AR has tons of great practical applications. Of course, yeah. But with AR games, you know, like I think developers are still trying to figure out how to make AR native games with mechanics that make sense. Mm -hmm. So they're not just like sticking a platform in your living it's room. Like, you yeah. know? It's not all just that game from the one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just put the, the things in the hole. Yeah. Which yeah. I believe is called the game. Yeah, game totally. Game. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I saw today. I played Trials. And I played Trials too. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good game. Uh, so Trials was always good. And this seems like a lot more Trials. So Trials, anyone who doesn't know, is uh, from developer Red Links and publisher Ubisoft. And it is a just a it, it, people in the UK will know this term trials. Uh, outside of there, though, it just means you're taking a motorbike, usually a dirt bike, uh, through a bunch of obstacles. And then the, the game is is that, but it's like a very physically simulated version of that. So yeah, it's kind of wacky and fun, right? So, but yeah, but like the bike itself controls accurately. So you need to be like your character needs to be leaning in the right way, and you need to make sure like your back wheel is hitting the ground. So that's the only because the back wheel is the one that powers it. So if it's just the front wheel on there, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, and yeah, it's just always been a super satisfying, basically a platformer. It's like a really fast yeah. motorcycle platformer. Um, but yeah, they've they've always been known for making wacky games uh, or wacky versions of these stages that you go through where all kinds of wild stuff's happening in the background and you get to the finish line and your character flies off the bike and ragdolls and it's, you know, it's a good time. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last one was, we talked about this I think on a podcast preview earlier this week, was that Blood Dragon one that was a platformer with like shooting and it was a narrative. And it didn't was, work out for them really, huh? Yeah, it didn't work out for anybody. It was, <laughs> it's a straight up bad game. Weird. Uh, that seems like it would be so cool. Yeah, and it was such a bummer. Like it was because like, oh, Blood Dragon needs trials. Cool. Right. Yeah. It's like why not? It's, like, it's like, there's something there, and it's like you play the first couple stages, and they're trials games, and it's the guy from uh, Blood Dragon doing the voice, Michael Bean, uh, and then he like dies early on, and then you go to play as his kids who are way more annoying. So even that part of it didn't work. Um, but like yeah, they released it during E3, and I'm like, in the middle of E3, I'm like, hey, can we get a code for that? I like to play that like at night, like while we're here and stuff like that. And I tried a little bit. And I'm like, I think this is bad. And then, and then went home and kind of played it one more time and then never touched it again. So it was such a bummer. Oh, um, but this is like way more just Trials Trials. This right? is a return to what Trials was. Uh -huh. um, I know there are like some Trials diehards who worried that uh, the game, or the series has lost some of its, um, some of that wackiness and some of the uh, creativity in the, in the stages over time. Uh, people definitely prefer Evolution and even HD, which came out before that over fusion which was the one in between that and blood dragon uh it's hard to tell playing a couple we just you know you only yeah. play for a little bit like i played for like maybe a half hour and um you know i had a good time i had a great time but it was just that was all about moving this bike through the space and i only played a few stages and I, I definitely hope they continue to get more creative and more interesting but i have no way of knowing right now if they'll hit that so is the series mainly about like sort of one-upsmanship? Yes. So, like oh, every yes. entry is just like, what other crazy shit can we do now? Yeah, like, it's the, I mean, there's there's that side of it. Like they want to make sure that each stage feels like it's, it gets crazier and crazier, and one game one game is crazier than the next. Um, and then, but then also the game itself is about you know trying to beat your friends and like they really this time they have really gone all out with like the ghosts and the recording features. So <laughs> every time you're racing on a stage. Uh, you will see the full ghosts record, like right, recording of either your friends or just random people from who have also played this stage. Uh, and in the past, they've done a pretty good job with job with this, but it was um, you wouldn't necessarily get all the detail of the riders. And now you could see every little motion they're doing. So if the, their character's leaning forward to kind of carry their momentum forward, you could see exactly when and how they did that. So you could either replicate it or uh, or feel bad that you can't replicate it because they're better than you. Um, but yeah, it was, and then you know, if you are if you beat your friend's ghost in that, it means you got a better time than them, and then they get sent back to them, 
and they get an alert that you beat them. Yeah, classic oh, leaderboard yeah. stuff. Right, yeah. And it's like, it's always been great at that stuff. And it just seems like they are, that's what they're focusing on here. Remember when that Joshua Wars was like the first leaderboard game? Oh, God, yeah. it was like that so was the best, too. Yeah. Oh, Geometry Wars is still super great. Geometry Wars yeah. is still it's like one same. of the. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it's still like, when I think back to that generation. Well, that was like the Xbox Live Arcade game, like the first, like, really cool one. Right. right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, honestly, I like, I still think of it as like one of the best games from that generation, yeah. Geometry Wars. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what I else. Got I got some more things. Yeah, please. I'm trying to remember what else I played. So I went to Nintendo and I played some more Smash Brothers, but uh, <laughs> I also got to play Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Mm. How was that? And now you're a big baby. <laughs> I, I wish I was, because then that game would be for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, they're, they're very honest about it. Right, yes. The point, and, they, and from the very first, they were always yeah, saying that. The so point of this game is to get people who play, because more people play Pokemon Go than play, like, what, Pokemon Sun and Moon, right? Right. So the idea is, let's get those people to play, a, like, a console Pokemon game. So, you know, you, you walk around, like, Pokemon is on the field, you go up to them, and then you throw a Pokeball at them. And that's how you get Pokemon, or you can just transfer them over from the Pokemon Go game. But it was a very easy, right? Like, you know, before, if you wanted to capture a Pikachu, first off, it's like, good luck, it's a high occurrence rate, so you're going to be fighting a lot of Caterpies and, you know, Metapods, and oh, now here's a Pikachu, but make sure you damage it just enough, and, you know, there's things involved. Now the Pikachu's just walking around the grass, you go up to him, and then you throw your Pokeball so you get him. <laughs> it's weird, because I played it with the Pokeball, which you could play the entire game with. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, because it's yeah. just a Joy-Con. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It didn't work. Like, oh no. Well, they were, I, they were saying, look, we're, you know, we're going to, there's a lot of interference these things, but like, I don't know why sometimes I would do this and it would just go straight. Sometimes it would be like, ah, because it would go, eh, ah, you know? I don't know. Was there like occlusion going on from like your hand or something? Oh, what now? Like, was it blocking like this, like a I don't the know. sensor? Maybe. Or? I don't know. It's, so like I said, that's one of the things that, you know, they say that's going to be better, so maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah. Because, like, the Pokemon are in the field, like, I literally was, like, I was going through Viridian Forest, I think, and, like, I was at a dead end, and there's a giant tree in the foreground blocking me, and there's tall grass, and it's just, like, all the Pokemon are there, and I literally just, like, you can't walk past them, like, if you touch them, you go into the thing, I just, like, couldn't get by them, like, every time, it was, like, I'd walk a step, and I'd be, like, here's a rat, so I'm, like, I don't want the rat, it's, uh, <laughs> like, here's the Pidgey, or oh, Pokemon guy's, like, haha, I must be your friend, I'm, like, I don't need any more friends. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> dance card is full. <laughs> and then, at one point, I did a battle, like, the battle was, there's a Pokemon battle. I don't know, you know, again, I'm trying not to be too simple, because I get it, it's not for me. Right, right but right. at the same time, like, I felt like people will come to Pokemon games and they will do just fine. I, I don't. Okay, here's my thing. I don't believe that this is going to win over that many Pokemon. No, I don't think so either. Right. It is strange. It is strange to take your top selling series and be like, if only we had more people playing it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't yeah. know. It's questionable. I'll talk louder. No, you... no, I already fixed it. It's, <laughs> I, I switched the other microphone. What do we this, need to do? Nothing. I fixed it. They wanted us to talk louder, but now it's a lot better. I think. Do I need to talk? That's much better. Well, I think when you're when you're actually. Is it better? Stop! N stop, Mike. Niber. <laughs> oh God, he's gonna. I was gonna. You fight. You fought me, Dean, and Stephanie. Me and Niber are fighting. And now you're fighting with guy on the internet. Great. I, I think I'm actually out because we fought three times. <laughs> yeah, 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 you out. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. You struck out with Mike. <laughs> I struck yeah. Out. Um, it's just, it was the, yeah. It's just me, Ratatat, and Pidgey, like, sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, I want uh, nothing to do so with you. I don't know. I don't know about this Pokemon Let's Go thing. Yeah. It's cute, it looks nice, but, like, I, I really want to see that next. And, you know, to be fair, the next Pokemon's coming, but... Yeah. We'll see. I got to play Starlink on the Switch. Oh. Yeah, so Starlink is the one from Ubisoft. It's like the Toys to Life spaceshipy kind of where thing. Where you don't need the toys, right? I get, I'm not super clear. Okay. Isn't it like when you put, when you actually have like the, the thing, it like adds, it mods your ship in real time or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like the toys are like ship parts and stuff. Yeah. And you, right. And it's, it's actually pretty fun. And it, it's funny how this game is now doing the No Man's Sky thing where you're in space and you go down to a planet, right? Right. We're so blown away there's by There's another that. game. Beyond Good and Evil does that. And then yeah. I think there's another one. Um, Dual Universe also does it. Yeah, and so it's the, yeah. the new Stardock game, uh, Star Control. It's does so it. weird. Yeah. Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil's trajectory has been so funny to C3 because everyone was like being kind of mean to it at the mm -hmm. press conference. And I thought it was unwarranted. And apparently the... I haven't done it, but like the 
the theater demo is really good. Uh, and people, oh, everyone, comes, everyone I know who comes out of that is like, yeah, this game looks really great. Okay. Or, I don't know if it's theater or like behind doors or something. But I, that game sounds like it's going to be cool. But yeah, so this thing, it's super fun because it basically is kind of a Star Foxy thing. Mm-hmm. Except that you, right. you fly down, then you have to like fight the enemies. And there's like looting and stuff. So it's like more RPG-y than that, which is cool. It was looking a little rough on the Switch. Like looking yeah. almost we- like a weak game, maybe. <coughs> Was it like, just like dropping? It was kind of blurred. No, uh, no, it was like. Running. Have you seen it anywhere else? That, like, did you no, watch so I can't compare it to okay. like a like what it's running on Xbox. But yeah, just graphically it wasn't like looking super great. Also, at one point, a character was talking to me on the comms, and he was she was talking about hashtags, and I just groaned yeah. so hard. Yeah. And like, I let that Nintendo PR person know that this is not okay. Oh yeah, I'll do something about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now in the trials demo, the uh, she tried to turn down the music for me so that when I captured it, we wouldn't get the, the licensed music. Oh, yeah. And she's a UX designer, so and it was going really slow. And she's like, I could see her like getting frustrated with her own game. I'm like, oh well, you can fix that. She's like, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, now you know. Yeah. But I mean, actually, I, was, I actually liked it more than I thought I would. It seems fun. Okay. And having, I, I got to use the R wing. I got to like modify it with weird weapons. I, I, my understanding is that all these Toys to Life games are actually pretty fun. Well, to be honest, I play a lot, a lot of them. Are, I think are kind of simple and, and not these phrases, but kind of baby games. Like I didn't like Disney Infinity that much. Right. And if anyone should like Disney Infinity, it's me. Uh-huh. And I was yeah. like, this is boring. Yeah. They, this it, this felt more like a game. Okay. Okay, that's cool. I mean, maybe I was, th- I was thinking of Skylanders, which I think a lot of people. Even older people were really into it because it was a pretty satisfying game, but they lost that over time. So yeah, but um, yeah, and there's and there's no reason these these toys to life things can't work. It's just like everyone got up and decided we're done with that because it's way too expensive, I guess, to make all these toys, and that makes sense. Uh, and if people aren't buying the toys and stuff's just sitting on the shelves, like like GameStop's going to be really pissed at you. So like, yeah, you can't mess that up. So make it, maybe make them optional, which we don't even know how that works. But if they do do that, that that would probably. That make a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you, Star Wars Colin. I am funny. <laughs> I love this stream. Yeah, well, who would? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I did see some other stuff. Um, and did you, you played Rage, too. Rage, too. I did play Rage, too. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here to do your job for I know. You. For, I, I'm honest, I can't remember anything anymore. Uh, yeah, so I played Rage, too. You know what? That's pretty good. I think that's going to be... I mean, those those id guys, you know, whoever they're working with, they know how to make a shooter. Right, and it turns out they're making the shooter part of this game. You know how I could tell? Because they played a lot like Doom. And that was a great shooter. It's a, one of the best. Like, maybe the best shooter, like, just kind of ever. Uh-huh. And then this game does a lot of that stuff. So you um, you are always moving. You're always moving forward. It's not about getting behind cover. Like, there's a crouch button, and I was almost like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, that maybe seems like a wasted button. Um, I'll tell you what though I would be a little off put if I was playing a shooter game and there wasn't a crouch button Yeah, because I, I would try but, to push that button and even if I didn't need it if it didn't work I would feel weird yeah okay I, I'm totally with you there was, you know what I mean there was a, uh, like, it should have been a mohawk button yeah, like, when you press it you just kind of go like that no, <laughs> okay that would make up for it like Fortnite has a crouch button yeah. and like the meta for Fortnite right now is always you know bunny hopping right. so I'm like uh, that's a silly button but I'm sure yeah. they'll, I'm sure they'll maybe balance it bring it back I don't know if they want to um, but you're right. I'm agreeing with you. However, this is a game always about momentum and moving forward, and it has, like, on the LB, uh, it was dash. And you have three dashes that you can use in pretty quick succession. Um, and that, I think that was the only part that wasn't working for me, is I felt it was taking too long for these dashes to recharge. So I'd go to do it again, and nothing would happen. And I would feel locked in place as I was getting attacked. Other than that, though, once I started realizing, you know, I have all these other abilities. Like, if I hold down LB instead of uh, tap it to dash, I can bring up either um, this sort of force push, like a really close range force push, force push that will cause people to explode if I'm that close. Isn't it just forced explosion at that point? Uh, yes, at that point. Uh, but it is, if, like, you're, like, four feet away, then it's force push. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I press A, like, the jump button while holding down the LB, I will do the, the, the rise up and then ground pound. Um, like Doomfist. Yeah, and it, like, it felt a lot like Doomfist, actually. Really? Yeah, so it felt, you know, it felt good. It felt like a Doom shooter. Um, and, you know, it was mixed in with all these other uh, capabilities so that you're not always just thinking about the guns and the, and the, like, the secondary options of the guns or then maybe a melee attack. Um, you know, that was an option. You could do that as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that all that stuff's gonna work. It's gonna be a, the kind of game where people are really into 
the the action because and it, and it had very a lot of like the guitar riffing that Doom has. So nice. I'm like I was getting into it and. I was happy to see that the color from like the trailers was in the game. That wasn't just like a. It was gotta just, sell this by being wacky because people yeah. like wacky, right? Yeah. So and it was a lot of like oh like pink smoke was happening like over here uh, while the you know the brown enemies were over there. Is like, this going yeah. to be better than Rage One? Yeah, so I think it will be just based on this part. But here's what I didn't get to play was the open world stuff. So the stuff that Avalanche is making, I have no idea if that's if that's good or not or how that's going to work. And I'm starting to realize, like, a lot of E3 demos, I'm like, yeah, I think the moment-to-moment the, the -moment stuff that they're showing me here is probably really good. Who knows if they're going to nail all the other things that are, like, super important to games these days. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was impressive, uh, and I was, I was happy to kind of be like, okay, now I'm ready, for the, I'm ready for this game and ready to be excited when it comes out, which I, before I wasn't necessarily feeling Yeah, as unnecessarily cynical as I've been about it, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and... and I think we were, I, for a moment, I was like, oh, is Avalanche making the whole thing and it's just putting their name on it? But no, no, it's clearly making the shooting and then Avalanche is just doing the, the cars in the open world and stuff like that. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to interview uh, Tetsuya Nomura about Kingdom Hearts. I had a lot of questions about that Pirates of the Caribbean level. Yeah, tell, you know, I know you were, you were telling me how you were going to go ask him about that. So it, people that don't remember... Well, <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. let's just set it up. Kingdom Hearts three got uh, you know got another trailer at Two the PlayStation. Two trailers to C3. Yeah, we saw one trailer twice. Yeah, we saw one trailer twice, and then there was a second trailer at the PlayStation event that focused on the Pirates of the Caribbean content. And this is Pirates of the Caribbean three. It's been five now. And it came. This game, this movie, came out in okay. two thousand seven. Yeah. And when did they announce this game? Oh, they announced it. Uh, five years ago. It was like the same E wow. three. Well, when did it was Kingdom the same? Hearts it was this. It's the same E3 where they uh, showed off Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. Okay, yeah. To give you an Jeez, idea. All right, yeah. When, when, did, when, when did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? 2006. Okay. In the U.S., 2005. Right. So, then, so then the next year, Pirates of the Caribbean 3 came out, and then they were like, well, that's the one we want in our movie. Right. Or in well, our game, yeah. yeah. So, well, I asked them, like, why Pirates at all? Because, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2 and some of these ones would go back to, like, levels, but this one has been mostly new things, mm. except for Hercules, and uh, I asked about this. He basically said, you know, I want to, I want to try to have a, like one live action movie, and pirates still look interesting to me. Okay, and I was like, why pirates three? <laughs> <laughs> and he, his answer actually made sense. He's like, well, I couldn't just go to pirates two because like pirates two and three, like it's like a Back to the Future two and three thing, right? Right. Pirates two just ends to set up pirates three. Okay. And then he said, and then also like you look at them, pirates three has kind of the best like set pieces, like the best things that can. Be a video. Basically, I did say it. Part three is that cool part where there's the like whirlpool and the ships are shooting at each other, and it still has Davy Jones, who is like a way better character than the bad guys from four and five. Well, oh yeah, yeah. So like, and I was like, yeah, I get it. If I was you, I would have also yeah, picked okay. Pirates three. I don't know if I would have done Pirates still, but uh, I love the Pirates. Is because I just love seeing like human Johnny Depp. It is funny. Yeah, I was wondering, are there what what uh, what live action movie would you use if you had to like. If you had to pick something else. I don't know. You wow. I can't remember. Anything. Well, oh, well, Rocketeer would be my number one bite for sure. But I don't, oh, I don't, know, the, no. I don't know if the Japanese are in Rocketeer. Right. They're into Tron, because that's why Tron was there. It makes really depressed, because oh. that would be so good. It would be so good if there was a Rocketeer. Yeah. Or, oh, National what if Disney Treasure. just made more National Rocketeer? Treasure level. <laughs> All right, that but you know there's a, rock, there's a new Rocketeer cartoon <laughs> show Wait, they coming from Disney. I thought they were making a new Rocketeer, and it was like it was the a black girl with like dreads or something. Yeah, it's, the car, it's like the cartoon that's the, show. That's the cartoon? It's good for little girls, like your daughter. She's going to oh, grow up loving yeah, the Rocketeer. She's going to be so into it. Yeah. It's going to be so great. It's not just for me. No, that that is my dream level now, is if there was like... The Rocketeer level with Cliff Secord as yeah. like your partner. Oh, but let's talk about Nicolas Cage and yeah, because that would so, be very, that's amazing. That's so, yeah. yeah, so it is a bit like well, like uh, that's the one thing I'm worried about with Kingdom Hearts 3 because they finally have access to the pixel levels. I'm not worried about per se, but like they get to do a lot of these levels that they probably should have been able to do a while ago. And he even said at one like it was actually a dual interview, and someone's like, "Why didn't you you know do this game sooner?" He said. Disney kept asking me. I said, oh, not till you let me make a Toy Story level. <laughs> and they're finally like, oh, you can do a Toy Story level. Like, okay, yeah, then here yeah. we go. And I get, like, once you have Pixar, that kind of monopolizes a lot of your world. Yeah, like, I want a Toy Story, I want right. this, I want to, you know, that. Like, so, but one of the cool things about Kingdom Hearts 2 was, like, you had a Tron level. And that was before, like, Tron Legacy was, right. like, a blip on the radar. This That was, like, really out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, even the Pirates of the Caribbean one level at that point was cool because we hadn't had any live action stuff. You had like the Steamboat Willie level, Willie level, 
We haven't had any, like, levels that are like, I wouldn't have expected that. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, he was also asked, what is your favorite world in any of the Kingdom Hearts games? And he said, actually, Ooh. can I clue Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure. And he's like, ho, 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 I haven't announced my favorite one yet. And I was oh like, my God. Tatsuya Nomura. <laughs> oh, you. You tease. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> oh, maybe he's a big Rocketeer fan. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> The other funny thing was before we begin the interview, the the PR person pretty much very politely was like, "Don't ask him about Final Fantasy VII remake." <laughs> Please don't. I love that they had to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you too, Shiny Leopard. <laughs> he uh, he's a, a, a well an attention whore. So <laughs> just say what you want. He'll he'll give you attention right back. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, yeah. But it was actually pretty. I, I had an interview with him like. A couple years ago, or maybe even last year, and like there wasn't that much about Kingdom Hearts three yet, so it wasn't a great interview because like he couldn't say much of anything. Mm-hmm. This interview was a lot better. Those those translated interviews are very fun though. Right. My favorite part is like when he's giving the response to your question, he's talking to the translator, and you know it's like him saying translator, and then they they both like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't wait to hear that joke. Later. <laughs> Oh, this will be a good one. <laughs> that yeah. is my favorite part of translating yeah, interviews, yeah, right, for sure. Funny. Um, it reminds me of like Andrew House, like because Andrew <laughs> House speaks perfect Japanese, and he was the president of uh, PlayStation for a while. And like he would be talking to someone in Japanese on stage, and then he would get to laugh, and we don't have to wait for it. But, yeah, yeah. It's he's, like, oh, like funny's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like funny things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I saw Generation Zero, which is that other Avalanche game at Microsoft. Um, it looked a lot like a Far Cry game, or maybe maybe a little bit of State of Decay, but there's no real world progression. I, I'm confused about what they're going for here. So the setup is you are a bunch of young people. They said young adults. Um, are we sp- young adults anymore? Are we just adults? Now? I'm 35, man. I'm not a young adult. <laughs> um, with you go on a, on a boat and then you come back and the game starts and you come back and there's a giant like robot uh, waiting to kill you and you take it out or whatever. And the whole game is finding out the mystery of, like, what's going on here. And what they showed was uh, an open world, uh, like you would imagine from the people who made Mad Max and Avalanche, but uh, a, lot, a lot more subdued. Apparently, it is very influenced by their hunting games that they make. They make these hunting games that do really well for them. Do they make, do they make the Caleb's hunting they don't, it's not Caleb, No, but it's, it's like, a, imagine, like, an open world hunting game like that, though. And huh. made by the people that, like, make, that know how to make open world games. So you're just going out looking for deer or whatever... Uh, and now, but now instead of that, you are being hunted by robots, or trying to avoid robots, or taking out robots. Um, and yeah, you go, you're looking for like weapon cache. They showed us one one mission where you're just kind of you're trying to get along through this like small little uh, clove of houses. There, you know, you know, concave of houses. And uh, it was, you know, just trying to avoid the robots. You go inside a house. You can go inside any building that you see, and you found a note to one person who used to be like the the city's basically security head guy. And he had a, a key in there and a note in there saying, hey, I'm going to bring you this key, uh, meet me here, and he's gone, he's dead. So you take the key instead, and you go and you find it, and it's a weapon cache, and it's that kind of game, where you are gonna be finding stuff in the, in the open world and finding ways to get inside these buildings that are locked that might have stuff that will enable you to uh, better fight against the robots. Um, I just was confused about why a lot of times, because it was just like, you would think, yeah, I get my character progression. I didn't know this game existed until you started talking about it. Right, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, I think they showed it at the Microsoft thing, and I think we were all busy writing. We were busy, right. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I get the par- the character progression. I'm making my character better, I'm getting these weapons. But if I'm not, like, changing the world, that if it, it feels like one of, these, one of these games without, like, world progression is maybe missing something. So I, I wasn't quite sure, and I guess the whole point is just to get through the narrative. And it's like, okay, so it's a story-driven game with all these open-world systems... And that just seems to clash. And I'm, I'm curious to see how it works. I'm not, like, judging it yet. I was just... I came out of it a little confused about whether or not I would be entertained enough to see that through or something. So, you know, we'll see. But Avalanche is making a lot of games right yeah, now. Yeah, they're pretty busy. Hey, yeah. Shiny Lepp wants to know how the Spider-Man game is. We kind of talked about that uh, yesterday. Yeah, we did talk about it yesterday. But it's really good. It's yeah. kind I mean, of so, I mean, short version. Man, so, I mean... Well, well, here's what we could do. You have. You're not going to be here tomorrow night when we. I'm do not it. really going to be seeing much else. If you want to ask me what my favorite things. From the well, I think show we should. Are. Probably, I think we should probably start wrapping up like our, our big thoughts yeah. about the show because like yeah we're, we might do another podcast tomorrow night but you won't be here 
I'm not sure. Like, and what what, what good's a podcast without me? Really? I mean, yeah, a good one. But <laughs> hey, but I want to kind of like we do think the show's over. Like that is the last day is about traveling. So let's start like kind of putting some stuff like put a ribbon on it all. What was your what was your top stuff? And then. We'll probably talk about Spider-Man a little bit in this as well. Because well, Spider-Man's definitely one of the top things. It's right. not the top thing, I thought. I thought that game was super fun. And it was, you know, a lot of the games that I that would be my top stuff are, like, super in my wheelhouse kind of things. Like Smash Brothers and Mega Man, right? And Ori. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the other three things I really loved. With, like, Resident Evil 2 being, like, the other kind of big surprise. Like, that's my top five. Those four and then Spider-Man. Okay. Right, and but uh, but Spider Man, like I, I think it would be pretty good. It's like a, it's a Sony first party game right now from one of their better studios, and Spider Man. But I thought that was so much fun. That web slinging felt so good. It's but, incredible. Yeah, it was it was really neat. The the tone was perfect. It looked really good. It ran very well. I'm super excited to play more of that. And I guess because it's n- such like not my wheelhouse, and it still has that much of my attention, I would probably say it's game of this show for me mm-hmm. you know even though like Mega Man is really good yeah no, yeah you're a huge Mega Man fan and they're keeping you excited about Mega Man that alone says a lot about that so yeah yeah but yeah Spider-Man is it, it was interesting yeah it's interesting because like I liked Spider-Man I liked Ori and I liked uh, Smash I got all the systems covered really yeah yeah huh. good to go how about you Stephanie um I still have more stuff that I'm seeing tomorrow since I live in LA. He said E3's over already. Yeah, You're not allowed to. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'll just go home now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's all just, I'm going to go to bed. Go home to my cat. Oh, it's open world, shiny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very open world. I mean, it, it's like that Spider-Man 2 game from way in the way back, but better. But way bigger and better. Maybe more, better. I mean, I don't want to say it's better yet, but... but I mean, well, it's, more, it's more detailed. All the open world parts of it are more detailed. Right, like the, Spider-Man 2 is mostly fun because of the swinging. Right. Mm. And then and that little boy with the balloon that says, My balloon! They need to go help him. Yeah. <laughs> they better bring that back. I didn't mean to cut you off. Stephanie. He yeah. did mean to, but we're going to go back to you now. So. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> no, uh, well, I, I want to play a Spider-Man game. Cause yeah, I feel like I'm game. ready now. Because I finished Unravel 2, and I'm like ready to swing some more. <laughs> yeah, this is in 3D now, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be like a whole new world. <laughs> but um, I think Outer Wilds and Wattom were my favorites so far. But you guys know I'm a big Annapurna fangirl, so. Yeah, anything what, they publish, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Watchmen. What, what was the other one? I'm sorry. Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Yeah. Okay, I hear keep hearing great things about Outer Wilds. Uh, it's great. That's the one with the the time loop. So yeah. Every twenty minutes, the universe resets itself. Right. Yeah. That episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation again. <laughs> Most games was, are an episode of Star Trek. That was more of a day. It's a good episode. Cause and effect. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, that is. <laughs> um, I learned so much from Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wadham's still like it, it's just kind of weird. Oh, it's that the butt game. The butt game, yeah, because yeah. it sounds like bottom, yeah. yeah. Is the butt game? Yesterday, because it was. We I, talked about this. There was like poop involved. Oh yeah, there's a lot of poop. And, then, and he's like, it I sounds thought, like bottom. He thinks bottom sounds like bottom. So well, because it does. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's you, why I think that. But you, you think the game's called Wadham because it sounds like bottom, and we don't know about that, but yeah. probably. Yeah, but it's fun. You know, it's you know, it's got like the zany sense of humor. Of Katamari Damacy, and like it has like similar music. Who apparently Keita Takahashi's wife composed Whoa. composed all the the music in Katamari Damacy, and she's also wait, and she composed the Katamari Damacy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And I had no idea, and I was like, "That's amazing." Because <laughs> that music is like I think about that music all the it's time. It's so good. I, I still listen to it. Uh, 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 I have a, I have a Google uh, 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 Chrome widget. I gotta let Dina. You guys finish it. But yeah, so that's that's just me. And then I'm heading to the Devolver Digital lot tomorrow. Okay. So I want to play yeah. uh, my friend Pedro and right. some that, of those other things. Yeah, they had a couple games I wanted to check out. I don't know if we'll get over there. Maybe. <laughs> um, if you want to play Spider Man, though. The PlayStation Media Arcade. Just go I, back there. I need to play it. I need it in my life. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we could definitely make that happen. Um, I think the the things that uh, stood out to me were, I mean, definitely Spider Man. Uh, it's definitely one, but probably Anthem. Um, you like Anthem more? I think I might like Anthem more. <laughs> He's yelling from upstairs. You haven't played it. <laughs> I already judge. <laughs> He yeah. tried to play it today, but we couldn't get him in. He tried so. to let me. Yeah, they're like, oh no, we don't want you to. We don't no, want a Spider-Man fan. They didn't like it. Yeah, we don't want a Spider-Man fan in here. Uh, Avengers. Yeah, uh, I, is it? Is it here? It's not here, is it? What? Avengers. No, they didn't even show it at the Square Enix thing. So like, yeah, it's a Square Enix yeah. game, right? So, yeah, who knows what's happening with that game? I would. Ho- I was kind of hoping they would. Sh- well, I was kind. I was really hoping they would show it. That would have been a way to make that press conference really stand out. And the fact that they didn't have it was like, okay, this is kind of something's missing. 
And it's that big surprising game that we're all kind Everyone's of... Everyone's so disappointed about it. My Lyft driver was like, what's going on with Avengers when he found really? out that, yeah, when I was at, like, E3. I, f- I honestly sometimes forget that game's coming. Yeah. Because it's like, they announced it and we've never heard anything about it since. Yeah. But it's not here. It's not behind closed doors. No one's played it. No one's talking about it at Square Enix. Yeah. It's just, it's a no-show. Uh we pr- and we probably won't hear about it until next E3 if we and if then. So I mean, Square Enix, God, they, they will they'll announce stuff and then we'll wait ten years and it'll mm-hmm. maybe come out. Um, so they're really bad at that kind of stuff. I mean, it is coming from Idos, who's pretty good at delivering that that that, that kind of thing. But my, my understanding was when they announced that game, it was announcing that they got the deal to do it. So who knows if any work had actually been put into it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be in production hell for like eight years. Yes. So, I, okay, getting to to my, I, I would say Anthem. Anthem's probably the big standout for me. Um, it. I was talking to some people about it, and everyone kind of has a similar reaction. It feels great to play. It just feels great to move around in that world. Uh, you really are, you're flying around, and you pick it up immediately because it's just a jump, double jump, and you click in the left stick to start flying like Iron Man. And it never stops being satisfying to then click the right stick to immediately start hovering, and then you can start attacking from the air. You can't attack in the other mode. Um, then, I mean, it's it's just such a, a really fluid experience. Uh, to the I got po- a fluid experience for you. That's Yikes. it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, HR. I, yeah, I, I'm like, I hope he means urine, and I'm like, oh no, why do I hope that? That's... <laughs> That's the only context where I hope it's your. <laughs> yeah, it's for life. real. Yeah, because what is the other option? Uh, Dean, why don't you come over here and just tell, wrap up E3 for us? Okay. And then, Mike, come back when you can. We're going to do disappointments, I think. Disappointments? Yeah, you don't like, have to because I'm not going to force anyone to be negative. That's what my parents call me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mom's nickname yeah. for me. Um, all right, so we were, what we were doing is kind of the favorite thing you've seen because uh, tomorrow is going to be a busy day of travel as well as uh, E3, yeah. so we might not be able to wrap this up then. So what, what stood out to you? Well, you know, I like The Last of Us Part Two, uh, so that's a given, I guess, but I also liked uh, the one that came right after it, The Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so you like trailers? Mm, well, you know, the interesting thing, I played uh, a little bit of Sekiro, the, um, right, the new uh, From Software game that is not a Souls Shadows, game. Shadows Die Twice, right? The right. From Software game. And it looked like a completely, you know, same kind of game, samurai fighting game, a little more supernatural. As Ghost but, of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, the world looked flat. Mm. And that you were a character interacting with some kind of, you know, game world. Uh, and a lot of it was like yeah, but I mean that's a, it's like, a, you know, did you, you play it? You played it though, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't. Just, what Ghost of Tsushima? We just saw a trailer. Who knows step what's on a real. plant there, right? And then nothing happens, right? Ghost of Tsushima seems like a living world. Yeah, that's I, what I like. About. Okay, fair enough. I, I do think that they will be very different games in the end because I mean, one's a, a FromSoft game. The FromSoft's going to be focused on mechanics first and yeah. telling stories through that kind of thing, and, and they might have you know yeah, other might, weird they ways. They might want to rethink that. <laughs> well, maybe, but they they, ha- they have their fans, and they're not going anywhere. People yeah. will show up for anything they make now at this point. That's true. So, but uh, um, yeah, I thought this well, how about how about like what what would you play that you really liked? Uh, I like Rage. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I was I talked about that a little bit earlier. What do you think? Uh, yeah, everything uh, feels right for that universe. Like you know, the the guns uh, do some damage, but they don't uh, completely. You know, sort of eliminate on just the very first kill, you know, far away. You know? Right. So you have to get in close. Yes. Get in close range. You want to keep moving and, towards them. Yeah. You know, shoot your shotgun at exactly the right time. So, right. Uh, so it's a lot of skill. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it did, but it felt like it felt like Doom stuff. That's what I was saying. It mm-hmm. really did feel like Doom combat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, what else did I see? Um, I like the, you know, I saw Days Gone again. <laughs> and, uh, the uh, 500, I got to try the 500 zombies thing. Now, you, you yeah. like it now, though. Again. Yeah. I like it again. Because, Who put trash in the fridge? Uh, you can, that's not trash. It's a half a banana that I'm going to finish. Oh, my, it, uh, Mike doesn't like fruit. He interrupted me. Sorry. <laughs> so, the Days Gone thing. Uh, Mike, you're fired. Uh, you're fired. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, bye. Days Gone. Uh, Sit here, Mike. You know, uh, you can set traps, you know, you can sort of uh, run around, um, uh, you throw a grenade into these 500 zombies and they start chasing you, and uh, and then you want to see how many of them you can kill. 
uh, you, maybe you can get to your bike in time and ride around and try to sort of, you know, survive on your bike, uh, shooting your machine gun, uh, throwing grenades, throwing Molotov cocktails. Like, you have a lot of stuff when you're in a position to take on these 500 zombies. I, I could only kill 250 of them. Oh, what a loser. What, what a failure. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. After, after three tries, you know. Uh, <coughs> I, I think I recorded uh, the best trials footage of anyone who doesn't work at Ubisoft today, and I was very proud Did the PR person yeah. tell you that? The, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the PR people told me I was good at all my games, too. <laughs> but, like, the developer came up, the, like, the main developer came up, and he, like, was going to do the thing where he's like, oh, this is how you do that. And as, as he's saying that, I'm in the middle of doing exactly what he's saying. So I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. Um, but, but yeah, uh, and then we like one thing I didn't mention about trials is like there's a tandem bike now, so like two people sit on it and oh, you just co op um, and you have to like work together and communicate, <laughs> and it gives you like um, gives you uh, objectives like you have to do three back flips and three front flips. So you have to say, okay, we're gonna go in this, we're gonna try to do two front flips, oh, and like you're, you both have to hold the stick at the same time. Did you guys time. tell this Jeeper Creepers guy that Ventures is not at the show? Yeah, yeah. we well, that it's like I'm we don't even know anything about that, it's definitely not here. And yeah. we I basically it sounded like when they announced it that they were just announcing the deal. Square would never do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I like Skull and Bones too. Skull and yeah, okay, yeah, I wanna, don't wanna, so what do you think I, about Skull? Oh, and Bones? I wanna play that. Uh, yeah. you know, the graphics just look really good and like, you know, close up, you know, you can uh, you know, you can it's easy to maneuver, you know, you control the whole ship by yourself. You just go, you know, Sailing and uh, and then when you're closing in on these uh, these other ships, uh, you fire your broadsides or cannons, and you uh, can just sort of kind of steer uh, your your stick in one direction to figure out which set of cannons you're going to fire. And then you know once you say steer your stick to the left, the cannons on the left broadside will fire, and then you can switch as the the, sh- the ship you know comes around or something uh, to your forward cannons just by switching the stick forward. Uh, so it's just really fluid and easy to um, to do the ship combat while you're actually, you know, with the other hand, steering your own ship. It doesn't sound like uh, Sea of Thieves. I don't like it. Not, it doesn't sound like Sea of Thieves. Like I like it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better. It sounds like a game. <laughs> I talked to the Sea of Thieves guy today, and I'm excited about that game again. Fool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, it's just, it's, I, I like the story of what they're trying to do, of like, they are... They don't, yes, it, they're not going to give you a lot of character progression. They're not going to give you any character progression. That's, I guess that's my other thing, is I don't see the point right. of a board game. Right. So, that's why I play. Right. I'm the guy, I spent... And that's a, but you're not alone. A right. lot of people bounced off it because of that. And I think, I'm like, I, I think I might have too, but I still want to go in there and have those uh, emergent experiences, and now I still can, because I'm at the same level as everyone else, because everyone's just level zero. Do you guys know that uh, over the last couple of years, I spent 50 hours on World of Warcraft trying to get a mount? Don't got it yet. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really depressing. No, I'll get him soon, maybe. Oh, okay. No, then Statistically, it's, not... it's about time. It, it'll, it won't be depressing when you finally get it. It's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> you spend like five months and get it? No, not World of Warcraft. Mm. They have principles. So, I, I, I'm not going to force I anyone... I like Spider-Man, too, by the way. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Did you really play that? Didn't you play the Sony thing? Yeah. 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 The other night? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Um... Okay, so I don't want to force anyone because I don't want to force anyone to be negative or cynical, but do you have any disappointments? Just from in general. Not games that you necessarily played, but do you take, was something missing that you were expecting or did a company do something you weren't happy with? Anything like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll start. I, this is the first time I've been to E3 and I didn't play anything at Nintendo. Into what? I did not play anything at Nintendo. I played Smash there. So, I, I, like, I didn't go to Nintendo. Oh, this is the point you get to go. I not the spin on I just, there, I, there's nothing that really made me feel like so, I need to get there. So you don't like Smash? I don't, I, I just know, oh my god, my jeez. I'm sorry. Confrontational. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I'm fine with Smash, but I'm going to tell him I love it because I don't want him to hurt me. Mike, it's a great game. Smash. It's the best game. <laughs> so look, I'm, look, I don't have friends that come over. I'm, like, yeah. I'm married with a kid. You don't kid. have friends. I don't have friends. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. And so definitely don't have friends that I like, come over to like just play Smash. So it's 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 not the same thing. It is to me that is to a lot of people that play that game. Yeah. Um, I, like, they, they didn't have anything for you that was like Zelda or Mario. Right. And and like even like like the smaller stuff. Like they didn't bring Yoshi in. I mean, if they had Metroid, like this would be a completely different show. Sure. Like this show would be so different if they had Metroid Prime Four there. They uh, talked a lot about Overcooked too, and that that tells me that you know 
Well, there's I, no innovation there. They're reliant on somebody else to come up with something kind of different. And okay, well, come on. Two after every every yeah. single uh, okay, Sony and Microsoft had plenty of third-party games in their show too. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, the, one of the big game, one of the big, the only big reveal at Sony was Control, a game that's on every system. So, like, everyone did that. And that's Neo Two. Control looks yeah. good. Resident Evil 2, yeah. So no, Neo 2. Neo, oh, Neo 2. 2. Yeah, okay, but that's on PC. Like, these okay, are, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, but it's just like everyone did that. And it was, you know, someone else from the outside. I think what Microsoft, or what Nintendo's doing there is, uh, yeah, indie games sell way better on Switch than anywhere else, so we're actually going to hype that up a little bit, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, the, but I also just, there was nothing that made me feel like, okay, I got to figure out how to get into the booth. I got to email PR and say, hey, can I get an appointment or try to tag along with one of you or wait in line. And I, I, every think, other uh, year, I played like two hours of Smash Brothers yeah, in total. And like, I'm not taking any way, anything away from that. And Good, because I'm very insecure. Yeah. And Smash <laughs> is going to be a huge deal for that system. And when it comes out, I will play it. And I will enjoy it. Uh, I just, I know what that game is now. And the, the, the little changes that you're really excited about. Yeah, don't, they don't mean as much to you. They don't mean anything to me at this point. Sure. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and that's just where I'm, and that's uh, I was disappointed. I was just like, you know, that's yeah, kind of last bummer. year at least they had arms, right? Uh, this year I don't. Well, last year they had Mario. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, but it, you know, it's the same <laughs> Mario. You, you try to just, try out okay. the same friend. So this episode's over, Dean. We got to go take you out back. It's the same Mario. The same Mario is like one of the best games ever. Mm. I well, you know. Stephanie's, uh, Stephanie's with me. Oh, my God. I'm with everyone else. <laughs> uh, I'm, with, yeah, I'm with the rest of the planet. <laughs> I didn't grow up with Mario. <laughs> no, know, we're not starting this so, again. Yeah, we're not, we're not starting. Yeah, we're just gonna go beat up Anthony about Zelda. Well, no one, yeah. Here's yeah, what I get: is that they have Mario Odyssey. People are you guys aren't happy. They have Smash Bros. You guys aren't happy. I don't know what you guys want. <laughs> Nintendo's just uh, Days Gone. Man. Yeah, Nintendo's real. Like, uh, you want Days Gone? They Days Gone on Switch, and Dean would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, yeah. If that game was on Switch, no one would care about it. Like zero people would care about it. Like the only reason some people care. It's because it's another Sony exclusive. Well, like Wolfenstein, or they like the, <coughs> what is it? Not Wolfenstein, but uh, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Are you comparing Fallout, Fallout to oh, no, Days Gone? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Skyrim on Switch, right? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah. That's, but I mean, people like Skyrim everywhere. They've made a joke about it at Bethesda. It's on your fridge now. Like, yeah. But it's like, you know, mature rated games are actually doing well. Oh, yeah. No, that's not what I mean. I just mean, like, yeah. no one would care because it's such a generic looking game, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Reason some people care is because they think it's going to be another Last of Us or something. So maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that, but it's, I do think it has that. unique gameplay now uh, with the 500 zombies chasing you. Nobody else 500 days has an engine that mm-hmm. can actually do that. I feel like Days Gone's audience is like people who watch Sons of Anarchy and Dean. <laughs> and Dean. It's like, it's like yeah, people who watch World War Z, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, now that. And 28 days later. Does anyone else have any disappointments? Anything like that? Disappointing in all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so there. I like Shadow of Tomb Raider. That was that was nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, I yeah I don't. Uh, this was this was a positive. Yeah, a little for disappointing me. that Good. say Square Enix didn't have a more surprising slate. Yeah. No, Square Enix definitely. They're, they're a big company. They can make a lot of games. They have no excuse for showing up. Right. Surprises. Yeah. Well, it's strange because they don't usually have an E3 showcase. To have an E3 showcase, it's like saying, well, we got something to show you guys. When, when, when did Nier Automata, Automata come out? Last year. Yeah, but like what part, what part of, what time of last year? Earlier, February. Okay, so, okay, so then it was Ish. a year before last that they had their last one because I remember... Nier was there. Yeah, that was Nier, like a surprise. Yeah, Yoko Taro came out with his, his big helmet on. Yeah. And he, so, so they didn't have one last year. Mm-hmm. Square Enix. No. Okay. But, so they took a year know. off. So, yeah, then why come back this year with just a weird... Like, even just wait direct. until the inevitable I mean, year sequel is ready. I guess they know they can get like eyeballs on and they don't have I to guess. buy it. They don't have to rent a stage. They could just do a Nintendo Direct style thing. So maybe it's worth it. But I think everyone just came out confused by that one. Mm. That's right. Yeah. We had to get up early for it. Ugh. Now we're complaining about work. Okay. I, I think we can wrap this up. Um, yeah, we should go get yeah, yeah, we're going to go eat some dinner. Uh, real quick, anything, anything else anyone's seen before we go? That you might want to be excited about. Maybe we could talk about that next time we all get together. Uh, I'm seeing the, uh, a new descent of some kind. Yeah, you were seeing that new descent, which we haven't seen anywhere else, have we? Yeah, I don't think it's not like a AAA game, right? Yeah, but it doesn't need to be. That's no. But I'm so excited about that. Of course, yeah. Well, I did see Control again as, as sort of like a, a you know sort of a demo and a description of it, and then it it is more interesting than what I thought. I mean, it, 
it, it sort of seemed a little too similar to all the time travel stuff that uh, Remedy's done before. But the, this is more like a, it's no time travel and it's a more tele, telekinesis. Okay. I, yeah, I, I've never liked so the Remedy game. Slightly I was different. thinking the other day. Yeah. I didn't really, I played Alan Wake and like, I see what people like, but I Very don't, complicated I don't like story. Like, you know, if you thought. Yeah, it was com- too confusing for me. If you thought Quantum Break was complicated, they have a larger narrative team. Because this one is more complicated. Hey, I play Kingdom Hearts. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> there is no more confusing fiction other than that uh, Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. That, that longest the, novel ever. Yeah, yeah, that is the no, the longest piece of literature in Western yeah. civilization's history. Like that's an actual fact. That's so good. That's the yeah. best thing. People should respect that. Almost as good writers. as the <laughs> almost as good as Waluigi yeah. was robbed. Yeah. Really. Did we talk about that on the podcast yesterday? No, but people, man, yesterday represent Gene Park. Gene Park is a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everyone knows that Waluigi isn't in Smash Brothers, and once again, he appears in the trailer so they could say he's not and just kind of <laughs> laugh at him a little bit, and then. Gene Park, who is uh, basically the, the, the social editor for Washington Post. He's a game guy. He's on Twitter. He, he was on the uh, Mario panel with me at PAX. Uh, he writes, uh, Waluigi was uh, humiliated robbed and... Robbed and... Robbed and humiliated, and his fans are furious. And it was uh, one of the top stories on Washington Post. Right, because like, their stories appear on that page based on their popularity. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's like Donald Trump meets Kim Jong-un. Also, Waluigi's not in Smash Brothers. <laughs> and it's just this, Washington Post is so good. And it's not just the headlines. It's a picture of, of uh, Donald yeah. Trump and Kim Jong-un, and then Waluigi in a, a Waluigi puddle. doll. In yeah, a in a puddle. And it's just... It was best. my everything. It was my everything. And it was like the biggest response yesterday from E3 was for that story. Like, Funnier Die was retweeting it. Everyone was... Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. So, yeah. We're going to go We're gonna go eat and laugh about Waluigi on the Washington Post a little bit more. So, thanks for listening, guys. We, we, I will do something tomorrow night. And don't forget about Total War Three Kingdoms. I'm going to forget about Total I'm, War Three Kingdoms. I'm right now. I'm so confused. It's so confusing because it's Total War Three Kingdoms, Fire mm-hmm. Emblem Three... Something else is houses. Three houses. houses. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been saying Three Kingdoms ever since the. the, the I think everyone has been. Yeah. Okay. I might have written my story as Three Kingdoms. I'm scared now to look at it again. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. Okay, we're wrapping up, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with something. Until then, uh, Gamesbeat.com. You can get more from us and see all our stories. Uh, and then Twitter.com/slash/Gamesbeat. Uh, we'll be retweeting each of us if you guys want to follow us or anything. Bye, Niber. We're not fighting anymore. Oh. Oh, you guys We're made friends up. Now, yeah. It's a good ending. Happy yeah. ending. All right. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, Rob.